0: Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to be continuing on in the series of formation. We're going to be narrowing in on what it looks like to be formed for the sake of others. Going on the journey today, I'm your host, Cody Leekan, and we are joined here with Joe Joe, thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks, Cody. Good to be back again. Awesome. So we were getting ready. Groups have had their we had our leader training and we got launched out. We we're ready to go in full swing of things. So That's right. I heard the food was incredible at that leaders' gathering. We did we had a wide variety of breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, like top notch. Courtesy of Hardee's. Oh, they had right. some amazing breakfast biscuits, and they were really good to us. Okay. We called them up and we're like, hey, we've got this gathering. And they're like, oh, I love that. Let me be a part of that. And oh, so, good. Good. It was great. So this week, we started off in our devotional time. With the simple reminder that we're the lights of the world. What a simple passage to start off with. And then as we continue through the week, we're just given that constant reminder of loving others. Like this daily reminder of the golden rule almost. But like Mm -hmm. with that more bend of like, here's actually why like you want to treat others like you want to be treated because like we're called to love one another. That's right. So Joe, can you share with us the direction that we're going for this week's message? Like where are we going to land? We're
1: settling in on living our lives for the sake of others. And we do that because it is biblical. It's a command. The command to love God, love one another is really key for us. It's not an option. Yeah. So to be a Christ follower, you have to uh, have, your lives, uh, have our lives ordered and reordered um, for God, His Word, and people. And so we're looking at Philippians chapter two is where I'm going to be preaching out this weekend, or if this you're receiving this after, it's what you heard this weekend. <laughs> yep. So it focuses on counting others as more significant than yourself.
0: Awesome. So as we're just jumping right into here, how does this passage in Philippians teach us like what we're being formed in the image of Christ for the sake of others? How do we see that play out?
1: Great. So, um, one of the earliest creeds is um, is is about Christ and Him humbling Himself for us, and that's Philippians chapter two, uh, verses five through eleven. And Paul gives the example of Christ of what He did. He stepped down, and as He did this, God exalted Him. And we don't step down from ourselves to be exalted. We step down to follow Christ. And mm-hmm. we trust God with whatever he's going to do in exalting that. Yeah. Uh, but the way of Christ for us is that is that model. As we follow Jesus, we look more like Jesus. And so Paul is really saying as you live the way of Jesus, specifically in your value and significance and importance you put on the lives of others, God will form in you a great heart for christ and a deeper picture of his love inside of you yeah yeah
0: that's awesome
1: yeah i think it's a a great word uh for us who need to be liberated from the value of self-importance just um where am i how do i feel um where am i compared to others where do i stack up when it comes to being successful and it really comes down to where Jesus is saying, Look, you're in the lowest place is the best place for you. And that lowest place of a servant, uh, if the king of glory could become a servant, then following his footsteps, you're going to serve.
0: Yeah. And it's so anti the image the world wants to portray. It is. And so it's constant inner battle. And so this is going to be a good reminder for us to you know, take seriously the calling in scriptures. It is.
1: It's the hard path towards Jesus. Uh, yeah. Certainly, uh, there are other things that you'd love to make in decisions in, in getting closer with Jesus. This one, you have to get beyond yourself to follow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. So, before we jump into these more application questions, what else did you have come across this week that you weren't able to share that you think would be kind of helpful for understanding and dialoguing about this passage and this topic that is super anti-cultural.
1: So I'm giving um, this message in Philippians chapter two, but I actually did a ton of study on first Thessalonians. There we go. First Thessalonians where um, Paul, uh, yeah, Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica about the value of church leaders, Hmm. about the value of community in inside the church that you're in, responsible and accountable relationships with people who can uh, admonish the idol, you know, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak, but be patient with them all. Yeah. I mean, those are those interpersonal relationships of being in the, in uh, with other brothers and sisters in Christ and living your life. And then the whole, the whole values that guide our worship, that he talked about in that passage. And I know as you read through that, you probably saw those three major areas there, but that, that really helped me um, kind of put some flesh on to what we do as a church in loving one another and in being unified together. Yeah. It's been really helpful.
0: And that Thessalonians passage was from like what we Saturday's reading. Yeah, Saturday's reading. So as you guys dive into your groups, you might want to flip mm-hmm. through that or use that as a way to start the conversation. Yeah, start with reading that passage because it does help kind of set that framework.
1: Yeah, specifically for me as a pastor, I, I realized there's a lot of pressure to have vision and to tell our church where uh, it's it should go. Okay, in in providing leadership. Yep. But really, it comes down to loving people and mm. understanding the flock that God has given us and not looking for people He hasn't given us in leading them, but leading the ones God has entrusted to us. And that one key passage in 1 Thessalonians 5 of, of really admonishing the idle, you know, encourage the faint-hearted, be, I know, help the weak, and be patient with them all was a really good reminder for me in ministry. Yeah, it's that patience. Patience allows God to work in people on His timing, not my timing for them. And and if I'm keeping people's needs as more important than my own, and I'm uh, serving this congregation uh, through the value of patience and through admonishing, encouraging, and helping people, God will be glorified and Christ will be exalted in this church.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. So, as we look at this, we're switching back gears here to Philippians chapter 2. Yeah. um, Focusing in on those last couple verses. So, I want to take a second and uh, read those, or if you wanted to read them, we could read the verses 5 through 11, and then we'll get this first question.
1: Yeah, Philippians 2, verse 5 through 11. It says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped.
0: Awesome. So, when we look at that, what stands out to you from that portion of the passage?
1: I was um, I was confronted with that word in verse 6, that last word, grasped. Hmm. <laughs> so, here, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, and uh, that word is actually... Um, it's actually relating to a word of called, uh, which a robber does. A robber comes into your house and steals something and grabs something and runs away, okay? Uh-huh. So if you can imagine the fist of something when you take something, you yeah. want to grab it and you want to run it because it's yours. You made something that wasn't yours, yours, okay? And here he said that um, equality with God, something to be his, mine, taken, yeah. you know, stolen away he opened up his hands and allowed the will of the father to be uh something he would be obedient to hmm. and you really see a christ that's a picture of emptying himself giving that to the father and obeying the father as he took on flesh in through the incarnation
0: yeah uh, that kind of leads right into me. I was looking at verse seven, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a bond servant and being born in the likeness of men. Mm-hmm. Just that that the imagery there that he emptied himself and took the form in his human form was just helpful for that passage of like just how key it is. Like when God's going to fill us up mm-hmm. from the overflow of our cup, we get to pour out and empty that into right. others, and just taking seriously that calling. Like Well, yeah, if Jesus could take the ultimate step down, mm-hmm. well, then I should be able to humble myself and go put the needs of others before myself. Yes. Because in comparison, like, me just doing that is not the same step down that he took. Yeah.
1: I, I also look on that, and I appreciate you sharing that, just our preoccupation with being fulfilled, mm. and filled is in that name. Yeah. We're not being emptied. <laughs> right. Being emptied is lost. Being mm-hmm. empty is less. Um, being empty is um, unfulfilled. And so yet Jesus, he endured the cross, right? Yeah. And he emptied himself to do that, to be obedient to that. He gave up what was his, what was rightfully, I right. mean, a privilege to receive the glory and praise of heaven. He emptied himself from that to go and to to be in our place.
0: Yeah, and when society feeds us this image of like, we are just a consume, we're just a bunch of consumers right. mm-hmm. that sits so counter culture to that, yeah. that That's it's right. really difficult to process. And it so does. for me, that sat heavy as like, yeah, I really have to consider that mm-hmm. instead of just taking and going forth with that. Yes. That's right. So as we continue on here, this next question we have is as you consider humbling yourself, what have you learned about your own self importance?
1: Um, I've learned more from being confronted than convicted in this area. And when you're confronted on something, you're called out by scripture. It's, it's yeah. like, uh, you can't, this is what's wrong in your life. This is what's not good. This is not what's best. Yeah. When you're convicted, the difference between conviction and con- confrontation, conviction means you I, you I believe this and I will actively pursue that. I'm convicted out of it. I believe it to be true. And I think for me, humbling myself is an area I'm I'm, um, confronted on more than I am convicted. And the confrontation usually happens when I feel I lose something Hmm. that I think is mine. Yeah. So sometimes, like when I put in all the work for something and someone else gets the credit, okay? Yeah. I want people to know how much time I put on that. Or when someone goes, uh, when someone, I've been instrumental in a leadership decision or I've made a decision and someone else implements it and gets the glory, um, I've had to learn, whoa, wait a minute, Hishma, stop, stop. That was God who gave you the idea? Yeah. And you, it was just an idea until God used that person to make it happen. And so the humility of that is to see that God is at work in me, but I am not... I am not the solution to these things, and I'm not the one to be celebrated through all this. So I've learned a lot about my desire for recognition through humbling myself, and uh, God has used that to confront me and then move me to a place that wants to give Him more glory and to step away with it, not defend myself or promote myself in that mix. What about you?
0: I've been confronted with the like just how much... Loss like affects me. Like when being able to serve somebody when it doesn't really cost, yeah, is so easy. But then when there is that cost of like loss of, mm-hmm. well, I didn't have time to get to do these things or I am sure. out, whatever, that really hurts. And yeah. so learning how to like live into that and lean into that instead of just only doing it when it's easy. That's right. Only humbling myself when it's easy. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can have the credit for that because that was not, mm-hmm. I don't want the credit for that. Sure. Or, you know, just that, not having loss. Yeah, yeah. So this last question we have is, what have you learned about serving others from others serving you?
1: Um, well, I, I've always, there is something, there are people who serve you to a point that is an expectation. And then there's people who go above and beyond that. Um when Paul was shipwrecked on the island and um, the people there who helped rescue him and helped him out, they showed him unusual kindness. Mm -hmm. And I think, wow, what was it about that unusual kindness? I wonder what they did. I think unusual kindness, kindness that's unexpected and that's thoughtful beyond a measure makes me want i mean the value people have placed on me humbles me and cuts me to the heart not to be the consistent beneficiary but to imitate that as i take care of and love others Mm -hmm. so throughout COVID, it was really good to learn from some of our staff on how they were loving and caring for calling listening spending time meeting needs i think of lorraine haug Lorraine uh, met with one couple who were struggling during that time. She brought them groceries. She showed up to check on them, encourage them. And one of the guys was just really difficult to love and to <laughs> serve, but she endured through that and really started breaking his heart through that in in a good way towards that of Christ and the service, uh, the servanthood of Christ. And so I just look at that and go, my goodness, I'm changed by watching others and I'm changed by being served. But it can't just end in, you know, demanding good service. It has to, ultimately, if we're posturing our lives to, you know, step down from ourselves, then God is really going to use a whole bunch of people to help encourage us to be that servant.
0: Yeah. What about you? I think the most I can learn from that is when I see other people doing it or when I receive that service, it sparks in me, like, a desire to kind of like pay it forward. Mm -hmm. Like when people are so willing to give and to like pour into me, I'm like, wow, I, I need to not be so selfish. Cause like, if like seeing their willingness to sacrifice for that, I'm like, okay, that, that's my wake up call of like, I I need to start taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So will you pray for us as we conclude our time here today?
1: Yeah, heavenly Father, thanks for this time in your word and thank you for each community group leader who has leading their troop, their their group well. Lord, bless our time as we just talk about this concept of valuing and counting others more significant than ourselves as Philippians chapter 2 through Paul has, is teaching us and through the power of your Holy Spirit. Would you work in us to make us look more and more like Jesus? And um, the way you form us is by us stepping down so that you can be the potter of our hearts. And it's stepping into the brokenness of of this world and others. And so we recognize when we serve others, we serve you. And you change us and you mold us and you form us when we do that. So move us beyond ourselves. We have to get beyond ourselves to get more of you. And so work in your church through all the ways, through our services, through our our groups, through all of our ministries, to to make Jesus greater and to glorify him through service. It's in Christ's name I pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Awesome. So guys, as you are concluding your time here, be sure you mark your calendars for March 2nd as we're going to have our next group link then. So if you're looking to add some people to your group and expand that. Or if you're on the ready to be multiplied stage and you're like, Hey, we've got a leader that we're built up. Let's see what it looks like to take this one group and turn it into two. We'd love to talk to you more about that. Just wanted to get that date to you ahead of time. So you've got that for your calendars. With that, that's all the information I've got today and we'll see you guys again next week. Bye.